Hey, what's going on? This is the Educated Guest Podcast, and I'm Justin, your host. Hey, if this is your very first time listening, I just want to say thanks, first and foremost, for becoming a part of this community. And if you clicked on this particular lecture, then that means that you have been looking for something that's a little bit more transformational in nature. You know, there's plenty of transactions to be had out there on the internet and in real life, and it seems almost as if you've been sold some story that says, if you give X and you'll get Y in return. And unfortunately, if you're here, then that means that you know that for every input of X, the output of Y doesn't necessarily match what you've always hoped. And as a result, you're, you've left yourself and you've been left wondering and asking some difficult questions about life, your pursuit of your art, your pursuit of your craft, and sort of how to make it all integrate. And what you've probably found thus far is that the second you have one facet of that equation in order, the rest of them seem to fall out of place. So what we're about is how to develop a holistic artistic practice, a holistic design practice, so that whether you decide to get a job with some other company of your dreams, or you decide to start a practice of your own, or you decide to start releasing a brand of your own, the decision you make actually becomes a moot point because the intention and the ex- the energy behind and the clarity behind the decision making is going to drive you towards a success and a level of happiness, a level of completeness that you haven't felt before. And that's what we're all about. So if you seem to resonate with any of that, then you might understand and be curious about why we do things in the order that we do. And we have three main pillars that sort of hold up the arc of our teaching. And those three are incomplete thoughts, work study, and well-read. And if you've listened to any of the past episodes, which documents some of those, if not all of those, and what they're about, then you can go and actually subscribe and learn more at educated-guest.com if you're curious. And also you can go to at educated underscore underscore guests on Instagram. Check us out there and be sure to talk back to us, um, comment back to us. We're all welcome to any conversation and someone will get back to you there. So today's topic is about asking tough questions. We call them life's last questions. I'm inspired by some reading we've been doing recently. And I think it's a pretty interesting, I believe it's an alliteration that Sort of, it's not quite an alliteration, but it's close, close enough to say that. Um, But the interesting thing about this phrasal technique and this phrase is that it makes you consider both your mortality and your meaning at the same time. And how often do you consider, imagine how often you consider your mortality and your meaning at once. For some, it's once a year. For some, it's twice a year, for some it's once a, every five years, for some it's once every day. And it begs the question, if you're anything like us, okay, well, how often should we be thinking about the end of our life and how often should we be thinking about the point of our life? And as you might imagine, and as you know already, there's no correct answer to this. There's no you know, leapfrog into some um, area of purpose, there's no leapfrog into some area of complete understanding, but there are some stepping stones to help you get a 
little bit more clarity over how to even dissect your life. And I think the ability to dissect and draw a cross section in your life and be able to see inside and really understand the component parts as if you're sort of drawing, um, it's like if it's 10th grade or 12th grade biology, 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 if it's 10th or 12th grade biology and you're sitting there drawing like the cell membrane, the diagram of a cell, the diagram of a plant cell, animal cell. And what you realize is that by understanding the dia- the di- diagrammatic approach to how cells are constructed and that the atomic pieces, not quite the atomic pieces, but the uh, mo- sort of molecular or you know multi-molecular, multi-molecular level of how things are built, then you start to be able to build up from there. And it's frequently asked of like, well, is it better to start with the complex and make it simple? Or is it easier to start with the simple and make it complex? And there are varied approaches to this. But what I'm going to do today, what we hope, hope to offer today, is if you have time, then we hope to offer four, four categories, four frameworks that will help you define and help you clarify sort of where you're looking to go in your life and sort of give you some sort of programmatic and repeatable process for assessing where you're at without having to go to therapy, without having to go cough 17 of your friends or, you know, start confessing everything that you've ever done wrong in your entire life. There are some simple checkpoints that you can just kind of keep track of as you're going. And these have been extremely helpful for us as we've been developing our own um, programmatic techniques and our own pedagogy is these four categories. So the first category is this self. The second category is service. The third category is skill. And the fourth category is socialization or social. And if you sort of look at these four quadrants of your life, and if you were to sort of draw this box or this plus sign on a piece of paper and sort of evaluate just in each quadrant, Every month, the number of positive feelings and memories you've generated, a number of negative feelings and memories you've generated. And if you were to have this quadrant just on a piece of paper and stop trying to journal everything out, but just go with your intuition and train you into your intuition, train your memory <clears throat> to draw upon positive and negative emotions that you felt in each of those categories. And imagine if you had this piece of paper and you had a red, red dot and a green dot, you know, the sticky dots that you put on, you know, sticky notes to sort of rate certain categories as positive or negative or vote for this, vote for that. Imagine if you had a red dot and a green dot and for everything that you can possibly remember for each of those categories, you simply put a green dot for a positive memory, a red dot for a negative memory. And you might not even know until you have to ask someone, excuse me, until you have to describe to someone what was actually going on what was wrong? But you know, and it's in your self-evaluation when you're going through it, after you finish, if you see a bunch of red in one particular quadrant, then you know that perhaps there's some f- there are some improvements to be made in the self category. There are some improvements to be made in the skill category. There's some improvements to be made in the service category. And once you know the truth, it's much like, you know, that's why personal trainers do evaluations before they even start training somebody is so that they can understand clearly 
where you are so that they know how to appropriately develop a program for you. So if you're going to be your own personal trainer, if you're going to be your own accountability person, then you need to have a program and you need to have a self, a clear evaluation of your, of your current circumstance. And once you have that truth, once you have that truth in hand, you then become powerful because then you actually can have the ability to change that truth, to develop a new truth, to rewrite the truth. So those are the things that are key. Um, and once you start focusing on those emotions that you are feeling or experiencing a lot lately, whether it be positive or negative, then you'll want to start thinking about some simple questions of meaning. So these are interesting questions around that might, that have always helped us. And if you're anything like us, then they'll also help you. The first question is this, is that, what are the activities that you're actually doing right now? What are the activities that you're doing right now that are giving you meaning? They're giving you a sense of meaning. It doesn't have to be fun. It doesn't have to be exciting. It doesn't have to be, you know, exhilarating. It doesn't have to be terrible. It just every time you do these things, you feel something positive in terms of your meaning. And then also, what are those activities when you put those red dots on that sheet of paper? What are those activities that were not bringing you any meaning? What are those activities that were not bringing you any sense of meaning? And as you sort of approach these things, you get clarity over what needs to be deleted. And many people have read the book Essentialism. Many people have gotten, we've done a recent lecture on minimalism, but not too often do people actually evaluate what can stay and what should go. And quite frankly, as you start thinking about these questions of meaning, it boils down to the memories we're creating. You know, it was told once that money is a great tool, but money is just going to give you access to better memories. So it's going to, I mean, many people have heard this money's money's going to magnify the best and the worst of you. So if you have problems, if you have vices and you're given money to invest in whatever those, whatever your focus is, your vices will grow. They'll become more extravagant. They'll become more risky because you get more thrill out of them. You get more release. There's always a negative to any positive energy being created. And it's a matter of addressing that negative and, you know, taming the beast and sort of going to the belly of the beast and addressing that shadow self, as we've talked before, talked about before, so that you can have clarity over, what's next and what's the what's ahead for you so in these moments it's clear that this is a very short lecture and i just wanted to offer you a little bit of a framework to possibly organize your feelings organize your emotions organize your life in a very simple way there are a lot of books that try to complicate the assessment of your life but i've it's been very clear to us that these four categories are as about as mutually exclusive and collectively exhaustive as it gets. And as you start approaching more and more and more and more categories, the value of each category you know, necessarily goes down. So as a result, if you're interested in more content like this, if you're interested in those four categories, try looking at self, service, how are you serving, how are you showing up for others, social, how are you relationally how are you engaging relationally with others? And then lastly, skill. 
are you are you building new techniques to further your ability to serve further your ability to be social further your ability to look inwardly and develop yourself are you doing these things and if so you should have more green on your quadrants than more red so focus on these couple of techniques give it a try write it on a piece of paper it takes 15 minutes to sort of think through it mentally and just sort of take inventory really quickly if you're ever getting out of hand and just Look at your life and say, hey, here are the parts of my life that I need to be focused on for the next month. Do a quick evaluation at the end of every month, at the end of every week, and hopefully at the end of, end of every day so you can see clearly where you were overloaded and where you were underserved. So if you're interested in more content like this and more of these types of lectures, then you can go to educated-guest.com, educated-guest.com, and also at educated underscore underscore guest on Instagram too. Talk with us directly, follow us directly, and engage with us. And we're, we're looking forward to what's ahead. We're excited and look forward to hearing from you. That said, that's all we have for today. All right, peace. <laughs>